guys, welcome to the Blessed and She podcast. I'm so excited to have y'all here today. And today I have a special guest named Stacy. So Stacy, if you would like to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Stacy Morse. I'm a family medicine physician um, and I've been a believer for 30 years. And I'm excited to be here to talk um, to Reagan about whatever she wants to talk about today. Yes, that is so awesome. 30 years is such a long time. That's that's crazy. <laughs> um, yes. So um, I always like to ask everyone this question. So what is one word or maybe a couple of words that you could use to describe your walk with Christ? Um, I would say essential or everything. I think my walk with Christ is just my relationship with Christ and it's fulfilling, it's whole and week yes that is so awesome I think those words fulfilling and whole are I mean that has a lot to do with what we're about to talk about today a lot about identity and truly finding yourself in Christ you know um and that's just going to lead up to everything we have to talk about you know um so that leads to my next question like how how have you discovered your identity and your walk with Christ um, I think we base our identity on what, usually on what others say, what we think, what we look like, what stage of life we're in, um, who we are attracted to, uh, what we like to do, what we're good at. I mean, even, even my introduction was, hi, I'm a family medicine physician. Um, we base our identity on that. But when I surrendered my life to Christ, um, I was 16 years old, and my identity was in all those things. Um, but the more I got to know Christ, and what his word says about me, I came to understand that my true identity is what he says about me. Those external things are ever-changing. They won't last, but our spirit is eternal. So when we put our faith in Christ, he takes away our selfish, sinful spirit that was um, against God and places his Holy Spirit within us. So all the things Christ says about his children and his word are true of us. No matter what I say or anyone thinks or what I even think of myself, um, my identity is in that Holy Spirit. Um, so when I was in my early 20s, for example, my dream was to be married and to be a medical missionary. Um, those were going to be those identifying things. But God made me realize that even those dreams of things, um, my plan had replaced him and they, I was um, wanting those things more than I wanted him. And he wanted me to be content in him that he was enough, even if what I dreamed of my identity being, if that never was a part of his plan. Um, and so that's when I was growing and I started memorizing Psalm 139. Um, and it talks about how intimately God is involved in our lives and that um, before word is on my tongue, he knows what I'm going to say. And he created me and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made um, and he goes before me and he comes behind me um, all those things are a true identity and so I started praying during that time that God would enable me to see myself through his eyes so that would believe those things that he believed about me um, and I his um, what how he sees me is based on his love and his truth and his Holy Spirit and that doesn't change whether I become a doctor or not, whether I'm married or not. And even today, whether I think those things about myself 
or what my behavior and actions say. It's all based on his love and his truth and his Holy Spirit within me. That is so good. (laughs) That is so awesome. And I love how you were talking about, you know, the external things, like the things of this world. And that is really so true. It is so easy for us to idolize things, like things that we may not even think, like may push us away from God. But, you know, truly, like sometimes we get so caught up in our own plans, how we want things to go. You know, um, what you were talking about, like your career, you know, it may push us away from God because we get so set on this one thing. We want to do this when we grow up or, you know, um, we want to look like this. We want to hang out with these people. We want to make this much money. We want to marry this person, have this many kids. And we try to make out our own future before we even start to accept, you know, the plans of the one who created us. I think that's right. so awesome because it's so true. We find our identity in those things. And sometimes what I have discovered in my life is if you start finding your identity in something, sometimes God might take that away. And then you're left like, dang, like, what was that for? And then you're like, oh, man, because I I couldn't focus on God while I had this. And, um, you know, sometimes I've realized that we go through things, and sometimes it just does not make sense why we go through certain things. And then we can look back later and be like, but God had a plan. Because God yeah. really he created us and he had a plan for us this whole time. You know, I always say God made you with intention. And when he made you, he knew what he wanted you for. You know, we all have the big mission to go out and spread the gospel. But how we do that, that is his plan. And it is unique to us. And everything that he does for us is all going to work out for the good. And that's in Romans eight twenty eight. And I just think that is so awesome. You know, every plan he has is going to turn out for good. And how we get there, it may be a little rocky and it may be difficult. And sometimes we, you know, um, end up in what we may think is the wrong place. But I love telling people, you know, you never just stumble around and end up somewhere. God puts you there for a specific reason. And, you know, just make the best out of where you are in every place in your life, you know, don't, what you were saying, like, not to base your identity and everything off of your circumstance, but, um, because that is so easy, we get in this season of our lives, and then we feel like we're just someone else, because we're not this happy person anymore, and sometimes we get mad at God for it, but then, you know, um, we are supposed to be content in every situation, because like you said, we are to be content in him. We are to Mm -hmm. know who we are because of him, find our identity in him. Because when we start trying to find ourselves in other things, it's not the truth because God is the truth and the truth is the only truth. So when we venture to other things, we start hearing lies and things that we aren't when God is right there telling us like, no, I want you to listen to me because I'm telling you that you are this, you know, you are saying 
you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And when we kind of turn away from that, we start turning to things that telling us that we aren't, that we are broken and that we can't be fixed. And God is right there telling us, I love you as you are. And it is so awesome how we have a God who loves us that much no matter what we do. And I just think that is so awesome, just, you know, having contentment in every situation. Um, So how do you battle those thoughts when you may have, like, lies in your head telling, trying to tell you who you are? How do you battle that? That is easy. The answer is easy, I should say. Um, I fight that with the Word of God. I memorize scripture and speaking the truth when the lies fill my mind, whether my own thoughts or other opi- others' opinions of me. Um, I have to fight those lies with truth. Um, and so, even the Word even says for us to do that. Second Corinthians ten three through five. Um, says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So I learned, I memorized that a long time ago, because that is what I have to do when those thoughts come that say, you're not good enough, or you're not pretty enough, or um, you're stupid or whatever. I mean, these are thoughts that go through our heads. So when people say things about us that aren't true, then I have to remind myself of what God says about me and fight those thoughts with the word of God. Um, so he's given us verses like Philippians 4, 8, which says, whatever is true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So when you think about a thought, um, I'm not good enough or um, I failed or I've messed up and there's no hope or whatever. Well, right there, that's not what is true. So Philippians 4, 8 says you stop right there. That is not what is true. So it's just memorizing and going over the word of God and speaking that truth. And that has power to, like he says, demolish strongholds. Um, and, And also when you're thinking those thoughts of you're not good enough, then having those verses that say the opposite. Like one of my favorite verses from um, in Zephaniah, who remembers Zephaniah, but it's in Zephaniah three seventeen. It says, "The Lord your God is with you; He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing." So when I think about that, God delights in us. He rejoices over us. He um, He cherishes us. And so when you think that God's mad at you or He's disappointed in you, no, God loves you. God is cherishes you he delights over us um and that we don't feel that way because we think oh i did this or i'm this or i messed up but god's like no his opinion of you is based on your true identity so it does not matter what you do he still sees you as his beloved child holy and dearly loved and he delights in you um so that's there's a power in the word when you believe that um oh not in the word but there's a quote that I love by Brennan Manning, and he says, define yourself radically as one beloved by God. This is the true self. Every other identity is illusion. So Mm -hmm. that's where we are. Once we know our true identity has been radically loved by God, then everything else pales in comparison. Wow. That is, 
That's so awesome. I'm kind of speechless from that. And that is just, it's all so true because the Bible is truth. And I'm so thankful. I went to the Sadie conference um, a couple weekends ago, and they were talking about how some countries, you know, um, the Bible isn't translated to their language. And mm-hmm. I was just so thankful in that moment that we have the privilege of having the Bible, like the spoken word at our fingertips. And I feel so often that we can take it for granted. But when we really think about it, you know, that is that is God's way of speaking to us. And literally we have quotes, like things Jesus said in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, all these stories, these true stories that happen that, you know, we think about them now. We're like, that's crazy. Like God talking um, through burning bushes, like we think that's insane, but like it truly happened. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember I was talking to my counselor one time, you know, about how am I supposed to fight these lies that are being said to me? And like you said, she said, you have to counteract it with the truth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I wrote down like all the things I thought about myself, you know, if I thought, I'm not pretty enough. She said, okay, well, where is that in the Bible? And I was like, um, nowhere. And (laughs) she was like, okay, well, let me show you the Bible verses where it says the exact opposite. And there are so many. And to know that the Bible is the one and only truth, and that is where I'm supposed to put my identity and to know that so many times it says that I am loved. And like you said, I am cherished. And, um, oh, my gosh, this is my favorite verse, and I still can't memorize it. But Romans eight thirty eight through 39, it's basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, um, it doesn't matter how far away you are, you will never be too far from God. Because, like, yeah. his love, it's never failing. It's never ending. And, you know, as far as we try to run away, like, it, it will never be far enough. And I have it pulled up here. It says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angel, angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's like what you were saying. It doesn't matter how much we mess up, you know, God, he doesn't just turn away from us because we mess up. But he says, you know what, I forgive you because I love you. And we don't need that to be said to us over and over again, because we he showed that to us when he sent his son on the cross to die for us. That was his way of saying, I don't care what you did. I love you anyways, therefore I am forgiving you here and now. And I think that is so, it's just so awesome to think about that. I think God's love is not dependent on what we do or what we say or anything. God's love is steady. He cannot, Mm -hmm. he will not love you any more than he does right now because he can't because he loves us completely before um it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he didn't wait for us to do something right to love us. We can't earn his love. Therefore, we cannot yes. lose his love. So no matter what you do, God cannot love you more than he does right now because he loves you so much because it's dependent on him. And he doesn't fail us. And he is love. And so 
there's there's nothing you can do or I can do that's strong enough to cancel out his love for us. We cannot I always tell my uh, disciple girls and I, was, I always tell my girls, you cannot mess up God's plan because you are not strong enough. Yeah. Um, his love is um, so much greater than anything you could do. And it's not dependent on what we do. So, um, yes. And what these Romans eight is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And I have it memorized because it is so awesome. Yeah. So I love that that's a verse that you cling to, too, because that is absolutely true, that nothing can separate us from his love. Yes, that is so awesome. It's so true. I love Romans. Romans is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, really, anything Paul writes is probably my favorite um, because there are so many good stories about how um, one of them, it was in Philippians, where he was in the jail and going back to being content in every situation. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't acting out in the jail, but he was there and he was like, I'm in chains for Christ. Like, he he owned it. Like, he he was there and, you know, he was like, I, um, oh, it says I was put here. You know, like I was saying, you know, you don't just stumble around, but you are put somewhere for a reason, you know, um, speak the word of God wherever you are. You are never in the wrong place. Wherever you are, you can speak the truth. Wherever you are, you can shine the light. Even if there's only one other person where you are, that person was put there so that they can be in the Lord's presence through you, so that the Lord can shine through you onto that person. And I remember in Matthew, because it was the first book I read after I got saved, and um, it was talking about a lamp, and you know, if you have a light, why would you cover it up, and Mm -hmm. it is so true, because so often, it's so easy to cover it up, you know, because sometimes we're embarrassed, or because we find our identity in other things, we think, you know, if I tell these people that I'm Christian, and I um, start talking about the Bible and all this stuff. Like, they're not going to like me. They're going to think I'm weird. Da-da-da. And that can really, really just push us away from God because we're not wanting to speak his truth because we are already too worried about what other people think about us. And by mm-hmm. doing that, we are keeping these people from the love of God because we're too scared to say anything. And... That is something I really had to learn this year is it's not about me. Nothing in my journey is ever about me. But one, it is what God has done for me. I, like you said, I didn't earn salvation. He gave it to me. It was a gift. All I had to do was say yes and take him in because God, I always tell everyone, God is there waiting for you just like He's sitting there at your door, and he just wants you to open that door and let him in because it's your choice. All you have to do is say yes, and he's there, and he's ready because he has already made the ultimate sacrifice for you. And I don't, I don't think I know anyone who would die for me knowing I would deny, deny them like Peter did. Yeah, and... It is so crazy, and because God just, he already knew who you were. Before he even made you, he knew who you were, and he considered that, and he said, 
I want them, and I want them to do this, because we all have a purpose to fulfill. And I think that is one of the key things about identity, because so many times we don't know who we are, and so many people try to say, you know, I don't, I don't know why I'm here. Nobody needs me. Nobody loves me, which is so false, because God loves you so much, and there are so many people who need you because you have a purpose to fulfill for God because there are people who need to be reached, and he just He just wants to make more of him. He wants more people to go through to save everyone else, and so you have a purpose. Everyone has a purpose specifically designed for them, and that is why I just love the story of Moses and about how he had that speech impediment. And, you know, everyone would think that was a downfall for him. And so many times we try to say, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, I can't go and do this. I'm not strong enough. But God, he's like, this was never about you because I'm giving you the materials you need. And, you know, um, God gave Moses the staff and it turned into a snake and that was his way of showing um who was it the pharaoh of egypt like yeah i am from god and god did tell me to do this and then he gave him who was it was it his brother or his brother-in-law yeah okay one of those yeah (laughs) and he was like here you go here's someone to help you god already considered who you are when he set you on a mission he, he doesn't just be like, he's not just like, oh, wait, yeah, I forgot. You are bad at that. No. He's saying, I'm going to give you what you need to go out and accomplish this. And I am telling you that you are enough because I said so. Because I love you and because you can do anything through me because I give you the strength. Our strength doesn't come from ourselves. Our strength doesn't come from anyone else. And so many times we try to find our strength in other people. And ultimately it leads us with emptiness and weakness. Because we try to find love in other people. And then those people leave and then we think we don't have love. That has happened to me so many times. And then I I just had to be like, you know what? I need to stop looking for validation in other people. Because it yeah. can only be found in Christ. Because Christ has already told me who I am, and his mind doesn't change. He speaks the truth, and that's what it is. There is no other truth. It is only what he says. So, I think that's just, it's just kind of crazy to think about that. How, you know, there is only one truth. And that truth is Jesus. Um, And, you know, ever since I accepted Christ, and I think it was April of 2021, so it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. And because I was so tired of, like, I felt like I was fighting to find love. Like, I was fighting for a reason to be here. And then I I discovered Jesus, and I was like, wow, this is everything I ever needed. Um, And it truly 
changed my life, like flipped it around. And so that really leads to my next question. How was your life changed since you started putting your identity in Christ? Um, I think God had just started teaching me about my true identity when I was in my early 20s. Um, I was actually diagnosed with MS, uh, multiple sclerosis, my second year in medical school. Um, so my plans were all uprooted because MS is often a progressive, disabling, and unpredictable disease. Um, so I did not know if my plans were even going to happen, like being a physician or getting married or anything, because it can literally change everything. Um, but had God not already cemented the truth that he is enough and can be trusted no matter what, that diagnosis would have been even more devastating as a single 24-year-old. I went through all the doubts of what if I can't finish med school or work as a physician? What if I can't be a missionary? Because that was what I wanted to do as a physician. What 20-something-year-old guy would choose to date me or marry me knowing he could become a full-time caregiver any moment? That is not the ideal spouse or ideal um, significant other when you're looking for someone when you're only 20-something. Um, but what God said about me and who he said I was didn't change based on that diagnosis. And so I got to experience God as my husband, as my caregiver, as my helper, as uh, my healer. Um, he is everything. And I know by faith and by experience that he is the only one I cannot live without. And he's mm -hmm. the only one that no one could ever take from, away from me. Um, so when you know that, it's, there's such a confidence and a peace in that. So you don't worry about what if this and what if that, because regardless of what if, the answer is but God. God yes. is still God. And he's got me and he's for me. And so no matter what comes my way, um, funny, well, not funny, but interesting, all those what ifs, I thought, what if this happens and what if this happens because of this disease? And I've been living with that disease for 22 years. And all those what ifs did happen. But God was God and he took care of me. He provided, he um, he prepared me before those things happened. So when they happened, I was like, okay, God's got this too. And so it just built my faith because I had already decided that God was enough no matter what happened. So that when things happened, he showed up and he was more than enough. Mm -hmm. um, so there's such a freedom in that because you're not worried about what if this happens? Because so what if I wasn't a doctor or so what? if you don't get married or say you do get married, what if that husband's taken away? You don't have to worry about those what ifs because you know that God's got you. Mm -hmm. um, so I did eventually get married, but not till I was 40 years old. And by that time I was like, but are you sure God, because we got a good thing going here. Um, and I didn't want to find my identity in my husband or find my identity elsewhere. I wanted to still have God, my relationship with God, as the most important thing. Um, and so, but, you know, God, anything after God is just extra. Um, so, and God gives good gifts to his children. So even though my husband didn't come to all his 40, um, instead in my 20s, um, it was, by that time, it was, it was just extra because I was already complete and I was already full. And God just said, you know, enjoy the gift. Because God gives good gifts to his children. Yeah. So his plan was so much better than mine. Um, and so 
basically because I based my identity in Christ, it changed everything. Um, now my passion is to, I lead small groups and I disciple young ladies and it's just that they would know their identity and know their worth and know their worth dying for so that they can have that freedom and peace and joy and contentment and not always be looking for, like you said, when you, before you became a Christian, looking for somebody to fill it up and somebody to approve and somebody to want me, somebody to love me because they don't need anything because they have that in Christ. And so anything after that is all extra. So um, that's, I guess, where my passion is now because of how God has walked with me and shown me that truth. Wow. That is so awesome. Everything you just say is so awesome. <laughs> that is so I just, that's so crazy. And I, I remember I was talking to my mom about this, and I found it so awesome that you found a husband in the midst of MS, you know. Um, I felt like it kind of had more of, like, symbolism, if that makes sense. You know, if you had found someone before, um, before you were diagnosed with MS, I just, I don't know. I feel like... Um, when I was hearing about it, it like made a difference because I was like, you know, he loved you with it. And um, it's not like you had him before it, but when mm-hmm. you had it, he came and said, you know, I love you anyways. And I feel like I can truly just see like the light of Jesus through that. You know, I love you anyways. I love you as you are. Um, you know, God loves us as he finds us, and he comes and he meets us where we are, um, and I love, I, I just love that so much, because, I mean, same with, like, God, like, he, he doesn't want you to get better before you find salvation, he says, no, I want you to come as you are, and, yes, yes, and I feel, like, I don't even know, like, I just feel like that's so, that's so awesome, and I can just truly see, like, some symbolism in that, you know, how God sees you where you are, and he says, I love you anyways. And um, so your husband had already considered that and said, I love you anyways. I'm going to take care of you anyways. And I just think that is so awesome. <laughs> well, and I think as at that point, when, once you know how God, that he is faithful and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he is, his love, he completes you, not somebody else. So that when someone comes along, even if he said, no, this is too much for me, I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that because I don't need you. You are extra. Yeah. I don't need but Christ. Um, everything in this world can be taken away. Kids, mm-hmm. husbands, jobs, whatever. But Christ cannot be taken away. And Christ is the only thing I can't live without. So it's just, it gives you, I don't know, confidence and knowing that um, even in dating or whatever, if that person doesn't like you, well, who cares? Because that's not, you don't need his approval. You don't need his opinion of you because you know who you are in Christ. And um, because you don't, you do not need Mm -hmm. another person to fulfill you when Christ fulfills you. Everything else is just extra. And like I said, God gives good gifts to his children. So we'll get extra because he gives us abundantly more than all we ask or imagine. So he just showers us. I mean, all he, he didn't have to do anything, but he gave his son for us Mm -hmm. and that would be enough. 
yes. but he's the starting point. He just showers us with so many blessings and so um, just his love because he gives good gifts. The only thing I can keep saying is that he loves us so much and you're worth dying for. And um, like you said, he has a purpose for all of us. We exist for God's glory. Um, yeah. So whether God gets glory, if I don't have a mess, if I'm fully killed, if I'm a doctor, if I'm not, whatever it takes to bring him the most glory, that's what's going to play out in my life. Um, so, and God is killing me all the time from the mess. Mm-hmm. So I've had my ups and downs, but he's um, been faithful every step of the way. Um, so, Yeah, that is so awesome. And uh, that kind of reminds me, like, one of my favorite songs was called Jaira, and Jaira means uh-huh. he will provide. And it is so true. Um, Cause some, like he just always, he always provides. We try to find like a way around things sometimes, or we try to find a solution in something else. But God says, no, like I am the solution. I am giving you the solution. But truly, when we go to God, he gives us everything we will ever need because that's, mm-hmm. ah, there's this story and I don't know where it's at in the Bible. I was talking to my dad about it the other day, the story about um, the pancakes. <laughs> that's, it comes to my mind, the pancakes, um, where this person went to this these people's house and they were like, I need to stay here. Um, and the lady, and she had a kid and she was like, oh, I only have like, just enough for us like I have barely enough for us and he says well God will provide for you and he did every day every day she went out Mm -hmm. to go get the things to make the pancakes there was enough for all of them and I I always find that story so crazy I just like to call it the pancake story and I, I just think it's so awesome you know God provides every single time I always get in a panic like oh my gosh what am I gonna do and then I'm like wait there has never been a single time where God has left me out just like high and dry just with nothing to do there's never been a time where God has lied to me there's never been a time where God has forsaken me or abandoned me because so many times in the Bible it says he will never forsake you He will never abandon you. He is always there. And so many times we just can't see it because we're, because sometimes we look so hard and we can't even see like the thing that's right there. Like when I went through a breakup and it was really hard on me because it was like my first breakup and I had a friend in that season and I can truly, I can look back and be like, wow, she was like a really good friend for that season. I couldn't see how God was working through me in that time, but God shown through, he's shown through her. And um, cause she really just was like, hey, you, you need to be focusing on God. You know, it wasn't her, but it was her pointing me back to God saying, this is where mm-hmm. you need to be. This is who you need to be focusing on because this is the only person who matters. This is this is the one you need to put your trust in, your faith in, your identity in. And um, truly, I have to say, you know what? This doesn't matter. The pain I'm feeling doesn't matter because I know that the joy I get from living for God is so much better than the pain I'm experiencing. 
and the things I will learn after this will be so worth it. And I just love talking about that, you know, persevering through the pain, persevering through the waiting, because God has so much more in store with you when you are patient and when you wait and when you are obedient to him. He has so much waiting for you on the other side. And so I just think that that is so awesome. And when you trust him in the little things, um, that just increases your faith. So when that bigger things happen, you don't freak out because yeah. you know, okay, God did this before. He'll do it again. So yeah. you trust that he will heal you and he will comfort you in the loss of that relationship. Um, you trust in God to be enough in that. That faith grows with each time you choose to obey and believe what his word says. Um, so that when who knows what's going to happen in your future either, when mm-hmm. it happens, you're like, God's got me, God's got this, because he's done it before, and he doesn't change. Um, so each, each time you choose yes to follow him and to obey him and trust what he says is true, it just increases your faith and builds up that faith for the next time. Um, so things that you would think of, I could never possibly survive X, Y, Z, whatever it is, that's your mm-hmm. worst fear. But if that happens, you choose Christ in the little things right now. So if anything big or whatever happens, then you'll be able to breathe through it because God's got you and he did it before and you trust him. Um, so that's also what I've learned is just choosing to trust him in the little things right now, which seem like huge things. Um, it just builds your faith for whatever he has for you in the future. Yeah. That is so awesome. Just everything that has been said today is so awesome because I know there are so many people um, who struggle with finding their identity in Christ, who struggle with, you know, taking that step and saying, like, yes, God, here I am. I want you to meet me where I am. Um, you know, I just have met so many girls and guys, too, who are who struggle to look to God in those times of um, struggle and trouble, and they struggle to say, no, this this isn't right because God has already said that I'm this and that is the truth. Um, there are just so many people who struggle with finding their identity in Christ. And just like everything you have said today is so awesome. So do you have any last pieces of advice that you would want to give? Um, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, just remember that you are loved dearly and there is nothing you can do to change that there's nothing in your power to do that will change God's love for you or separate you from him Um, you do not have to measure up because Christ measured up for you so Mm -hmm. just believe what he says about you and no matter what you've done God knew you were going to do it and Mm -hmm. still chose to die for you and still loves you the same yes That is so awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. You had some amazing things to say, and I I know it's going to help someone. And so just thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for speaking some awesome truth. You are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, ma'am. All right. We will see you all on the next episode. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you all later. (laughs) 